Scott Michaels is the owner of Dearly Departed Tours in Hollywood and the host of the popular documentary Six Degrees of Helter Skelter. He's an expert on Los Angeles history, the alluring, the sordid, and the alluringly sordid, including, of course, the events of that most tumultuous year of 1969. That's why Quentin Tarantino called upon Scott's expertise as he was prepping his new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Among other duties that he fulfilled for the film, Scott took Tarantino and his team on his acclaimed Helter Skelter tour, visiting the sites that were frequented by Tate LaBianca, Manson and the Girls, and the assorted celebrities and questionable elements they associated with. In this first of a two-part interview, Scott discusses this Los Angeles of yesteryear and how he assisted Tarantino and his collaborators in recreating it. Scott will return as a guest on our August 69 series, premiering on August 5th to discuss the 50th anniversary of the Helter Skelter saga. You are obviously, I mean, anyone that's listening to you speaking now or who, have, who has taken your tour, know, knows anything about you, you are obviously an authority on, on this material, which brings us to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, tell, tell me about the call, how, how you were contacted to be a part of this team. Uh, you know, one of the guys who works for me texted me one day and he says, oh, get this, Quentin Tarantino's people called and they want to talk to you. And, and is, that's pretty cool, huh? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. So, uh, so I contacted the, the woman at the office, and she said that they, Quentin wants to meet with you. So uh, you know, I went to the office, and I figured I'm going to be in a room with 20 people. And, uh, and so you know, I was introduced around by, um, uh, by someone and uh to different people and i'm the set designer and i'm the one that's doing this and i'm you know it's like oh it was great you know and, and people are going i really liked your movie i'm like that's really cool and then uh and then they brought me to quentin's door and they said quentin this is scott and he stood up and he shook my hand and they shut the door and it was me and him for about an hour and just <laughs> talking about the uh about the case and, and my movie was on his desk and he goes this is this is what i want this is you know the feel of what you're doing is exactly what i want and uh, I, you know, at that point, nobody knew the plot of this uh, of this of the of the movie. Still, the you know, I, well, we all kind of know what it's about now. But back then, uh, nobody really knew. And uh, so, I, I wasn't sure if the movie was going to be all about the, the the case or not. But uh, so, you know, we just went through the facets, different facets of it. And then, as I'm leaving, as as I'm leaving, it was it was in February, I think, because it was still cold out. And he said, what, I, what I'm really excited about is bringing 1969 back to Los Angeles. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because I, 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 uh, I met the woman who, in the Doors movie, you know, this is a couple of days later when I took them all around in my van, and I said, oh, did you see the Doors movie when they, put, when they made Sunset Boulevard put it, and put it back to the way it looked at that time? And she says, yeah, I, I did that. That was my job on the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, mean, I was just, I was like, you know, and I talked about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and she's like, I did that movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this wow. is the coolest oh, thing. Wow. So, but Quentin says, I really want this to be about 1969. And for a few years, I've had, you know, 1969 is my favorite year. So many wonderful things happened that year, and, and some not so. But I have, a, I have this huge 1969 tattooed uh, over my, uh, my forearm. So I have my jacket on, and I go, I, I just got to show you this. And I, and I, uh, 
And I took my jacket off and I showed him my forearm. He goes, you're the guy, man, you are the guy. And I'm like, to hear him say that was pretty, pretty freaking cool. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I was, yeah, I was and he has, and he has your movie on his desk. That's yeah, awesome. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and I got calls That's from true. other people saying, you know, the costume a person called me and they said we want to talk about what the straight saints were wearing, the biker gang, and uh, and we talked for a little while, and then I I got a text back from her saying, oh, I really liked your movie. So I know that Tarantino does screenings, you know, at his he has, he owns a theater which actually will show up in the movie, and uh, just a block down from the El Coyote, and I, I have a feeling he may have shown people. Uh, uh, that movie, because so many people on the on the uh, on the production told me they they saw it and they liked it, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Wow! So you gave you gave the production team uh, the Helter Skelter tour to kind of initiate them to that time period and locations. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we you know I picked them all up at the office and you know they brought along their giant first aid kit and their huge Wi-Fi and all this business and uh, there were about I don't know about a half a dozen of them and Tarantino was one of them and uh, you know we just drove around I took them up to you know where the where the where they host off in the driveway I took them up to Cielo we parked and we walked up Cielo Drive to the gates. And uh, when he was talking, he's like, oh, and this would be, this was Rick's house. And, you know, I didn't know what it meant, but Rick Dalton now we know is, is Tarantino, is, uh, is Leonardo DiCaprio. And in the movie, he lives, he's neighbors with Sharon Tate. So when he was talking about the house up there, just, you know, just, just shooting off of his hip at that point, or, uh, you know, he said, oh, Rick, this would be where Rick lived and, and, uh, et cetera. So, uh, it was kind of interesting now in retrospect to, uh, to know what they were talking about, and I remember that time when they there was a point when um, they were out look, walking around, and I was I went back to my bus because I didn't want to leave it for too long, and the the paperwork you know for this for I, I didn't take pictures I really should have, but I, Burt Reynolds was still listed on the paperwork as George Spahn, which was kind of interesting, uh, just kind of wow. fun. And and then the shoot up on Hollywood Boulevard, my God, that was mind blowing. When they went up there and they put an entire city block of Hollywood Boulevard back to both sides of the street. You know, the old Peaches Records was put up, and the old movie theaters were there showing Romeo and Juliet, and and you know, it's just all the old restaurants were were put back. And for a history nerd like me, it was it was like, you know, this is the only time in my life where I'll be able to actually physically travel back in time all the old parking meters were put back all the old billboards were put back and it was a really really special time in la for people like me to to watch this yeah. to watch la being put back and i mean my god jay sebring salon was put back in jay sebring salon and uh i i, I just went on the set that day because i wanted to take pictures and um and you know, the, one of the guys on the crew says, "Hey, come back to say, come back and say hey to Quentin." I'm like, "Okay, I'll come back and say hey to Quentin." So, um, so you know, I went, I was taken into the salon, and you know, Margot Robbie's standing there, and I'm like, "This is, this is trippy." And uh, and then Tarantino's working, and I just kind of waved, and I said, "Do you mind if I take a couple of pictures of the outside?" And I'm like, "No," he goes, "No, no problem." And uh, and I'm leaving. And he pulls me aside. He goes, "I got to ask you something." And he asked me something that was really nerdy about the case. I can't really say what it was because I promised I wouldn't. But uh, but he asked me something really about a nerdy detail about the case. And, and I love that kind of stuff. And he did too. So it was kind of neat. And then as I'm leaving, uh, I'm I'm walking down the street. You know, I'm a, I'm maybe a hundred yards away, and I hear my name called out. I hear Scott, and I turn around, and it's Tarantino. And I go back, and I go, "Okay, he knows my name. That's pretty cool." And he goes, "I want you to meet somebody." <laughs> And he, and he looks behind him, he goes, Scott, meet Jay Sebring. 
and Emil Hirsch comes out, and it was like, oh my god! So you know, Tarantino gets it, and he knew that it would freak me out, and it was really neat. And I couldn't say anything but do well by these people, you know, just just do a good job. Yeah. Them. And you oh, could tell, e- even e- even by the reviews, you could tell that he has a deep affection for these characters and and this and this time in history, the same as you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got along. He loves the pop culture references. And I'll tell you a couple of things that I told him, and I've got emails to prove all this stuff, so I'm not talking out of my ass. But a couple of things I told him, uh, there are a couple of pieces of music they had to do with the case, and uh, and they showed up in the trailers. Uh, one of them was uh, 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 Good Times by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Mm. Now, I, met, I had met uh, Mark Lindsay several years ago. And we spoke at length about living on Cielo Drive, and he said that, you know, Manson, first time I met Manson, this is like two years before the murders, the first time I met Manson, he was sitting on the floor of my kitchen, because he lived in Cielo Drive before Candace Bergen moved in. He was roommates with Terry Melcher. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, in fact, Terry and I wrote Good Times on the piano in the room. And I'm like, what? what, a, what a, there's a nugget of information. You know, Good Times mm. is, a, is a really big Paul Revere and the Raiders song. And I know that the house was rented furnished because Altabelli rented the house furnished. So with the same furniture Terry was sitting on, it was the same furniture that Sharon and Roman were sitting on. So the piano that was in the room when the murders happened, this, this iconic Paul Revere and the Raiders song was written. And I'm like, that's weird. Ten, ten feet away from where Sharon Tate was murdered, this song was composed on the very furniture that was in the room. Not many people would really nerd out by something like that. But uh, it showed up in one of the trailers. So I know it came from me. And, uh, so and it's in the movie. Uh, there, there's, a, yeah. there's a big musical sequence with that song in the movie. And what, weren't yeah. Paul Revere and the Raiders, weren't, weren't they photographed on, in the Cielo house for yeah. some promotional? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a Tiger Beat or 16 um, feature on Mark Lindsay, and this I found that like 20 years ago in a junk shop, and I'm like, that's the gates to Cielo. You know, they didn't even show the rest of the house, but it's like I knew that gate. I knew it straight away, and uh, and it didn't say anything about Cielo Drive or anything like that in the interview, but I've since then seen pictures of the entire band, you know, standing on a on the staircase of the garage that was on the closest to yeah. the gate side of the property. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, and, and when we were in your store, uh, Adam and I, you showed us a picture of you and Tarantino kind of wrapping arms, uh, and I think it was at the Jay Sebring house. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and they, those, the, the people that uh, own the Sebring house are friends of mine. And, uh, and that, that day uh, when we were out driving around, I, on a whim, called my friend, and I said, I got some friends that want to see your house. And the, the people that own the house are really nice to me. And they've done that a couple of times for me. I, one time I was up there with one of the Playboy Bridget from the, the girls next door, who's a friend of mine. And, and now she goes, you want, I'd love to see that house. So I called them and they said, yeah, come on up. So I, I came up and I said, I have a couple of people. Do you mind if we come and look at it? And, uh, and he's like, yeah, sure. So we went up and, and checked out the house. And, and, and my friend let him, you know, he was surprised that it was Tarantino. But, you know, he's not, he's not. He's not uh, starstruck. Didn't phase him that much, you know. He, he wasn't yeah. being blasé about it. It's just like it doesn't really. It's not on his radar. He knew who he was. So, um, so those guys, Tarantino and the set people, they were they were all over the property, you know, checking it out. And, and I remember him saying that you know, this is where you know the jacuzzi could be, and and et cetera. And and uh, and then I found out that uh, that they contact. Well, I gave him the contact information that they they were in touch with. 
my friends and and they shot up there for like three days. That shows up in the trailer too. Uh, one of the uh, yeah. one of the locations. And I know they they put the, they put the pool back. Uh, the pool was in disrepair because of uh, well, it just from age. And uh, Tarantino, those guys took up and they dressed the house up to look exactly like it did in '69. Put the old barbecue back because uh, there's footage of that. You know, there's this old home home movie footage of of Sharon and Jay sitting, you know, on the, on the property, and the house is clearly in the background and the certain staircases. So they had a point of reference and and they used it, and it was really yeah. really kind of cool to see them see them working on that. Wow, that authenticity is just incredible, and th- there's a there's a popular blogger uh, who saw the movie at Cannes, and he blogged a review about it. And he mentioned in his review, kudos to Tarantino for finding a road that, that looks like Cielo Drive to film in. And I was like, no, he, man, he, he really – he actually filmed on Cielo Drive. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he, he, I know there. that they, they spent uh... – they spent a couple of days on Cielo. They didn't go so far. They didn't go all the way up the street because there's a point. There's a certain point where uh, authenticity is is gone with the extra houses that are on the street. But uh, but there is a point where where you drive up Cielo and you make that hard left turn where Cielo continues. And they shot up there for days. And you know there was the Jay's black Porsche going up. Jay's Black Horse coming down, different costume change going up and going down, Manson going up and down, the girls going up and down on foot. So, you know, different aspects of a day, night, et cetera. So, and they put the old street lights back and the old street signs back. And, and, uh, and yeah, that was a really interesting time. That was a, you know, there's a piece, yeah. of, there's one of the clips in the, uh, uh, in the in the trailer that show that intersection that I, that I show on the tour now because it's just like there it is and I know that street so well so there's a a half a second in the trailer not even like a probably one twentieth of a second of the girls mm-hmm. walking down the street and I know that exact spot and I know which direction they were talking in they, you know walking in and et cetera so it was kind of kind of cool so yeah he went back as best he could to uh, to make it look exactly like it did and they I know they used three houses. Uh, for the actual Tate House, for for different for different angles, uh, but, and okay. as far as the front gate goes, I understand that that's in Universal City somewhere. But um, but I do know that they use three different houses to represent three different uh, portions of the house. That's what I was going to ask you because um, I, I don't know why because I, I never saw it in person, but I have such a kind of romantic feeling towards that old house. Um, it, it, I thought it was such a beautiful home, and now it's a McMansion. Uh, yeah. They tore it down. But w- were you were you able to see that that house b- before it was demolished? I know you were there when it was being demolished. Yeah, I, I, I saw the house. I, I saw it once. You know, that's the best I could do. I did visit L.A. back in the '80s, and I took a picture of it from uh, across the canyon. So my pictures, I, you know, I laid eyes on it, and that's it, the end. Uh, so I'm glad for to have had that opportunity at that point. But uh, just to say that I did see it, but I, I would have that would have been really something to uh, to have actually been a you know, run around the property and actually see it. I, a couple of years ago, there was a show that I helped on called Aquarius, starring David Duchovny, and that was mm-hmm. another one that was based loosely on the time, you know, with Manson and, and the detectives and, you know, before the murders. And um, and it was a lousy show. It sucked, really. It was not a good show. 
but but it was shot across the street from where I live at Paramount Studios. So a buddy of mine called me up and said, you know, you got to see this. So I went on the lot, and we walked into a soundstage, and I was I was on the front lawn of the house, and I got to walk through the front door, and I was in the living room, and it was it was crazy. The beams and you know the entryway and the doors being in the right place, and that was that was a wild experience. So uh, I would wow. love to have been on the set for that uh, when yeah. Tarantino was shooting it because I know they had gone to much more detail about it. And these things are uh, are so important to L.A. And, and it's so cool that this movie is so important to L.A. You know, it just there's there's movies about there's movies about the '60s, but there's nothing like this. And uh, yeah. you know, based on reality and in fiction, and just showing it the way it really really was. And there's so many crap movies out there and television programs so mm-hmm. it needs it's neat to have this touchdown by someone who really has a feel for what it's going to be what it was because he was there he was there i, I want to know since you you have such an affection for that period of time what's the one thing you're most nostalgic for from that period in la history well huh well that's a really good question i i guess i guess it's I don't know. It's a, uh, probably the block where the whiskey a go go is. You know, there was so much, so many things going on—the galaxy and the, the London fog—and and that whole area was such an important. The, the you know, Roxy was right over there, and the uh, and now is the Rainbow. So there, there's a little stretch of about two blocks on Hollywood Boulevard, which warms my heart. Uh, I love going there because because you can kind of imagine what it was like to be there. It hasn't changed all that much. Unfortunately, across from it is the, is where the Viper Room is, and that whole block hasn't changed at all either. But that whole block is coming down uh, within the next couple of years for a new to, a new development. So, you know, it's yeah. heartbreaking yeah. to see places where you can actually hold up a picture and say, "See, see, see how it all matches up." And uh, and there's not much left like that in Los Angeles, and that's why it was so magical that Tarantino put it back. And, uh, and, uh, you know, cause, cause it's going to be gone forever. And, uh, and that, that is so heartbreaking for what I do. And so many of us, you know, we don't have the money to save things, but you know, all we do is sit back and watch it happen. And it's just so sad. So, you know, Dino's Lodge, Dean Martin's old restaurant was such a cute little one story, uh, uh, or two story place on the corner of La Cienega and Sunset. And now in its place is this black box of a place that's about 10 stories tall that blocks an entire neighborhood of view and and it just it just changed the landscape literally and um i don't know it just it, it's heartbreaking it is that's why it's so cool to see these little nuggets here and there and, and i try to i do focus on that as much as i can but at the same time i'm always throwing up my hands and just saying how can this happen but um and it it, does, it doesn't seem to protect uh these sites when they when they deem them uh, sites of historical value, whatever they, this is a historic site not to be touched. Those are being torn down. Yeah. I mean, one of the most ridiculous and heartbreaking was the ambassador hotel. You know, one of the most important Mm -hmm. events in American history, you know, Bobby Kennedy was, was, was shot in the hotel and killed. Um, But also the Academy Awards, the coconut Grove. And it was an amazing, wonderful, huge hotel and uh, and they did uh, they did put it gave it historic status, but it was owned by the uh, Los Angeles Unified School District. And when they destroyed the hotel, they promised to leave the Coconut Grove there 
and incorporated into the into the new school. But they, they then one day they go, oh no, and they destroyed that too. And they built a school that looks exactly like the Ambassador Hotel in shape and size in the place. So I find that just just it's almost a slap in the face to historians, you know. Um, it just it just. Ugh. But you know, yeah, that's L.A. L.A. has always been out with the old and with the new. That's Hollywood. That's the style. I just, um, I just didn't think it would happen 50, so much. Fifty years from in now, such a short period of time. Talk about all the, all this new development. Fifty years from now, who's going to be nostalgic for those, those huge gaudy, industrial buildings that they're erecting on these sites? You know, I yeah. They're, and who's going to stay in these hotels? There. And you know, what are they going to see? What happens in L.A.? They're taking everything down. What are they coming to stay in to see? You know, who's got that kind of money to buy condos? Uh, you know, that start at like $400,000 for one bedroom. Um, you know, just outrageous. So, you know, it's a different world. It is literally a different world anymore. And uh, and, uh, and uh, that's why I guess Tarantino has made it so special, because I know that his heart was in it. Well, I, I just noticed that I know there are uh, a lot of ordinances that they passed in Los Angeles, and it really bothers me when people buy up these properties and they'll, in the middle of the night... Uh, demolish something, even though there's an ordinance, uh, when nobody can stop them. And uh, I think that's disgusting. I've been seeing some of that going on, too, uh, from what I've been reading. And just that breaks my heart, really. Uh, it's it is it is heartbreaking. We had a great googie style uh uh restaurant that was uh, you know 50s dinery kind of a place. It was uh, uh not not very far from Hollywood that uh the owner bought and it was given historic status and you're right in the middle of the night uh with the bulldozers and thankfully somebody stopped them and called the police. And I I can't imagine that conversation because you know the police are getting a call about destroyed building but they responded and they stopped it and they find the guy. And and uh, and somebody eventually Bob's Big Boys uh, bought it and they and they restored it back to the way it looked. And I heard recently, and I don't know where this exactly happened, but um, was it San Francisco possibly, where uh, you know somebody illegally destroyed a, a home with architectural significance, and the judge made him build it back exactly. You know, it was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, well, good for you. Teach him a lesson. But you know, yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were heartbroken with our last trip that we there was no longer the James Dean gas station there that had stayed up for so long, and then they yeah. tore it down. Yeah, That's of terrible. all the places, a silly gas station on a corner, but you know that's yeah. that's prime real estate. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're they're still now a big pit. I mean, they've been working on it constantly for the last six months. But you know, they're just building the foundation, so it's still a big dirt pit right now. But yeah, it's um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like oh my god, how can you take that away? So now the James Dean tour that we do every year on the anniversary is like, well, this used to be here and this used to be there, and and um, you know, yeah, it's it's disheartening. Sometimes it really is, which is really cool when I come when people come to LA and they got to hang out with them for a few hours on my tours because I get to experience it sort of with more affection than in my normal life mm. where I look at everything in disgust. And uh, not everything, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm dated, and and uh, you know, give me back to 1968, 69. <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, Scott, my my friend. I got to tell you, we we all love you on this show, and we yeah. love the hell out of what you do and how you do it, and and we cannot thank you enough for giving us time. 
I, yeah. I, you know, that's really. I thank you. It's nice to. It's nice to feel appreciated. It really is. Uh, uh, you know, when I'm doing this day-to-day business and worried about, you know, things breaking down and paying, you know, taxes, et cetera, whatever, it's just really nice to take to chill for a little while and talk to people who are genuinely interested in what I, the things that I've stored in my head, and uh, and and it's a real and to and to know that that that. It's appreciated, and it's not going to be forgot. That's that's the thing. This stuff can't be forgot because it's our history. So thank you. Hot August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel. Oh. 